0: Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. Morning, Good morning Matt.
1: <laughs> how are you, dear? I'm good,
0: how are you? I'm good. Good. Okay. Are you doing all four verses of counter classes? Yes. And the last one. I think it's four. Twice. I think it's four. Yeah. The last one just two times. I think it's one of the bosses. It might have just been three. I need to get a check. Uh-huh. I'll just Because I, I spill my water all over me. <laughs> But I think we should just have you do know. it. Now. Mm-hmm. And she has a little shop in her home. At her home, it's like at the end of her driveway. But uh, they invited you into the home, and she had like all of her things. You would love it. The house is nothing like fancy or anything. But what they have done—there's no like manufactured cabinets or anything in there. They've made everything. It's so unusual. The bathrooms in uh, Fayetteville. The bathroom,
1: the sink, is a stone. It's a stone. I think the greatest thing we understand about God is that once you become his child, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll always be right there with you. I couldn't think of what was more beautiful than uh, Linda's piano playing, but I believe it's Jan singing right up there, ain't it? She needs to do that more often, I believe. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter thirteen. The sermon today is called "Reasons for Thanksgiving." Today we celebrate Thanksgiving with our church family and visitors as we uh, uh, partake of a meal a little bit later. But uh, in reality, every day must be a day of Thanksgiving, shouldn't it? God is so good, and He gives us so much every day. I think one of the best verses for uh, on Thanksgiving is 1 Thessalonians five eighteen which says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you we are commanded to give thanks to the lord not for everything but in everything and that's the difference a big difference we're not to be thankful uh, we're to be thankful not just because we're told to but because we have so much to be thankful for and often our thankfulness is tied up with physical things, isn't it? Uh, we focus on health and family and home and money in the bank. Thankful for the things that we have. But all of these are subject to change. Health fades. Families split and have problems. Bank accounts dry up. So how does this affect our thankfulness? We should be thankful for all the physical blessings that we have. But we also must look beyond those physical things to see those things that God has promised us will never change. The unchangeable blessings of God. So let's look at some of these uh, reasons for thanksgiving. Let's read uh, Hebrews chapter 13, begin with verse 5. And the Bible says, Let your conversation be without uh, covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may uh, boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember when, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, conser- considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. And forever be ye carried away with diver, be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with the meats which have not pro, uh, profited them that have been uh, occupied therein. we have an altar uh, whereof they have no uh, right to eat, which uh, serve the tabernacle. For the body of those beasts, whose blood is bought and brought into the sanctuary uh, by the high priest, for sin is burned with, without the camp. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sacrifice, uh, sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, into him uh, without the camp and bearing his reproach. For here have we no uh, continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you once again, Father, just to thank you once again for loving us and for sending your Son, Jesus, to die for us his sacrifice, his shedding of his blood redeemed us. Father, that's the only way that would work because there's nothing we can do to earn your grace. Your grace is given fully and freely for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Father, help us to be thankful servants of you, thankful Christians. Help us to always have the 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 praise of, of thanksgiving on our lips as we come before you, knowing what we once were and knowing what we are now, that we are redeemed and saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, help us to look upon these things and understand we have so much to be thankful for. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. So these verses tell us just a few things Few of the unchanging blessings from the Lord, these show uh, they should cause us to be thankful at all times. So the first thing we're going to look at here is that we are thankful for our Savior. These verses give us a great picture of our Savior Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5 again. It says, Let your conversations be without uh, covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We should be thankful for his presence. I love that verse right there. But it says, be content with the things that you have. You may not have much. You, you may have sorrow in your life. You may have problems. You may have uh, stress and anxiety. There may be things in this world that, that cause you problems. But the Bible says, be content with such things. Why? Because it says, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Matthew uh, 28, 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. Amen. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will be with you till the end of the world. We are never alone, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no no matter what the problems are. We must give thanks for this wonderful promise from Jesus that he will never leave us. Not only will he uh, be with us, but he is also our constant help. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, so, so that we may uh, boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. You know, the Lord is my God. He, he's my savior. He, he's the supreme being. But here he says, he's my helper. It's amazing, isn't it, the way the Bible has a way of breaking things down in ways that we would never think of before. How many times a day do you think you need help? All day. Our fear is taken away because we don't face the challenges of this world without his help. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. What a wonderful promise that is. Jesus made sure that when... He returned to heaven. We were not without help. In John fourteen sixteen, the Bible says, "And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever." Jesus just didn't leave the disciples by themselves. He left them with the help of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who would come and indwell the believer and seal us with the Holy Spirit promise, so we can have eternal life forever. His constant help is our greatest comfort. Knowing we don't face anything alone and knowing whatever we face, Jesus is our help. What what do we have to worry about? This passage also reminds us that Jesus is our anchor. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, Jesus uh, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. One of our greatest resources of Thanksgiving this morning is the 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 truth that Jesus never changes. From before the the creation to into eternity, Jesus has never changed, and he holds all the power. In Matthew 28, 18, the Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus is the great I am, the Bible tells us. And we run... uh, and trust in his power to hold us, to sustain us, and be thankful that we have our Savior. And be thankful that he is in our constant presence and constant help, but also that he is never changing. As this world changes, as technology changes, as many things come up and everything changes, but Jesus never changes. He's still the same Savior that came and spoke the world into existence. And died on that cruel cross, shed his blood, rose again the third day to give the gift of eternal life, and he is there making intercession for us today in heaven, crying out to God for these people who are saved, but they're still sinners. What a wonderful picture that is. Be thankful for our Savior. These verses also tell us we need to be thankful for our salvation. Look at verse 9. It says, Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with uh, meats which have not profited them um, that have been occupied therein. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 9 tells us that we need to look at the price of our salvation. And this verse mentions grace. God gives uh, salvation full and free to all those who believe. Our salvation didn't cost us a thing, did it? It just comes to us naturally, uh, freely, through God. The Grace is given freely. Isaiah 51, uh, uh, 55 one says, Ho, ye, uh, every one that thirsteth, come ye uh, to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Jesus is sitting there saying, come. I have living water. I have have, uh, the bread of life. I give it to you fully and freely. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to have money. It's given to you free by the grace of God. We are saved by his grace. Think of how you came to know God. Dead in your trespasses and sin, and he sought you. He called you, he died for you, he redeemed you, and he keeps you. How wonderful is this? How wonderful should we be praising him for that? We come to God with only faith, which he gave us. In Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He says, you come to me by faith. And we see, he says, I know you don't know what faith is, and I know you have no faith, but I'm going to give you faith. How wonderful is that? He takes away all the excuses. He says, there's no reason why you can't come to me. It's free. I have a free gift of salvation. And I'm holding it out, and it's in my hand, and you can take it. But I can't throw it at you. I can't make you take it. You have to come and get it. And you have to take it, believing in faith. And if you don't have any faith, come, and I will give you faith so that you will see that Jesus is the Son of God, that he did come to die on the cross, that he did everything he said he was going to do, that God had sent him, the Father, and the Son come to do the will of God. Come. Take this salvation. Be thankful for the gift of salvation through grace of God. Look at verses 10 through 12. We have an altar... Thereof uh, they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. And the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin and burned without the camp. Therefore Jesus said, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Salvation is free to us, but it holds a great cost to God. It cost God His Son, Jesus Christ. And the pain of it, His salvation, cost God the life of His Son. And not only just life, but He suffered greatly for us. On Wednesday night, during our uh, Bible study, we're talking about crazy love, and how God loves us, and how we're to love God. And, and um, the speaker told us that we need to remember the cross, and how important it is to our life. Not because uh, Jesus is still on the cross, but because that's where the sacrifice took place. That's where he gave his life so that we could have uh, salvation. And we never, We'll never be able to explain to you how Jesus suffered. But in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 through 8, it says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet he did esteem. It is esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray and have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth, and was taken from prison and from judgment. And who uh, shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. The pain he endured on the cross is more than we can ever know. And it was. He suffered for us. You know, it's hard for me sometimes when Easter comes and we're we're talking about the passion of the Christ and for me to think that uh, he done that for me. He took my sins. He didn't even know, I, I I didn't even know him. I wasn't even born, but he took my future sins of everybody and bore them on the cross. What great love that he would die for me. And what do we do for God? But well, we could be thankful every day that even though he knew what we were and he knew what we would be after we were saved, that he still went to the cross and died for us. But his suffering had a great purpose to sanctify the people, to separate us from the world, to set us apart for God's use. And Jesus died to take sinners out of their sin and to use them for God's glory. And Paul reminds us of who he was before Jesus and who he was after salvation in First Timothy, chapter one, starting verse twelve, and he says, "And I think Jesus Christ, I think uh, Christ Jesus, our, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that He uh, counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurious and." But I obtained mercy because I did it uh, arrogantly, ir- ignorantly, in unbelief, and the grace of the Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And this is the faithful saying, and worthy of all uh, acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. He said, I'm a chief sinner, but Jesus came to save me. We're going to be thankful that we, which were so lost and wicked, have now been cleansed and set apart for God's glory through the blood of Christ. Are you truly living for God today? Are you truly understanding the price that Jesus paid for your salvation? And He done that so you can bring glory to God. Are you really Bringing glory to God with your life, with your actions, with your talk? Are, 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 you, are you really understanding that God has separated you from the world, or are you living separated? Are you trying to fit in and mix in with the world? Are you still partaking of the sins of the flesh, even though you know that God separated you for a reason, so that you would belong to Him and be used for His glory? Say, well, we should be thankful that we can bring glory to God. That, that's the greatest thing we'll ever do. I don't care if you become president of the United States or or, or, or a general leading troops in the battle. The greatest thing you'll ever do is to know that you have the ability to bring glory to God with your life. Be thankful that you can. Third, be thankful for our separation. Look at verse thirteen. It says, "Let us go forth, therefore." And to him, without the camp, bearing his reproach, the call of this verse is for us to go and, and do on the outside what God has already done on the inside. He has set us apart inwardly and through redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ, but he calls us to willingly take a stand for Jesus so the world can see that you belong to him. He is calling us to pick up our cross and to bear the reproach of Jesus Christ, not hide. Not pretend, not trying to sneak away, but to stand boldly before people and say, I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to him. My sins are forgiven by him. I have accepted the grace of God. And let people understand who you stand for. Matthew sixteen twenty four says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We should be thankful today that we have the ability to deny ourselves and to live for God. Part of his cross is to remain separated from the sin of this world. 2 Corinthians uh, six seventeen says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separated, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. God's very clear about what he wants us to be. He wants us to live for him. Not for self, and we ought to thank God that He has made a change in us so that we can do that. The very fact that we don't live like the we used to, that we don't find enjoyment in the world, that we are different is the reason we ought to give thanks. God changed us, and we ought to stand out and to be thankful when we do so. The Bible's really clear it tells us that we should be like Christ. He's our example, he's, he, he, he's the one we should model our life from. And the Bible's also clear that you'll never be what he is because Jesus was perfect. And we're not perfect. We're sinners saved by the grace of God. But I think sometimes we, we, we think about that, and we say, well, hey, if I can't be like Jesus, why even try? But that wasn't why he gave us that. He didn't give you an impossible task so you will throw up your hands and say, well, I quit. I can't do that. He gives you an impossible task so you will think, I need to work every single minute of every single day to try to get just as close as I can to bring glory to God. I need to work hard. I can't take no time off. Because if I can't reach that goal, I am bound to determine to get as close as I can before he comes and takes me home. Finally, we must be thankful for our sanctuary. Look at verse 14. For we have no uh, continuing city, but we seek one to come. Here we're reminded that this world is constantly changing. And if all of our hopes are placed on this world, we're definitely going to be disappointed. But the child of God can rejoice in the fact that the world is not the end of our Christian experience. This verse tells us that there is something better down the road. That we can be searching this world all over to find a a permanent home and we'll never find it. Why? Because we don't belong here anymore. Our permanent home is in heaven. We can thank the Lord that when, we, uh, when the journey is over, we have a city waiting for us where we can rest from our labors, where we can enjoy the sweet presence of uh, the Lord. Revelation 21.4 20, says, And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for this world to pass away so that we can be with the Lord, so we can enjoy the rest that He promises us. And we must be thankful for our heavenly home. This morning we need to take a close look at the real blessings from the Lord. And let us be thankful for all the things that He gives us. Praise Him for the health that we have, for family, for friends, for our church, for church family. But let us not take for granted all those things that God gives us that we can never lose, that will never change. Let's learn to be thankful for those things that cannot be changed, our Savior, our salvation, our separation, and our sanctuary. And once you understand how fully blessed you are. Once you realize how thankful you should be for the things that God gives you, then look at verse 15. It says, By him, therefore, let us offer uh, the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's important when you pray to give thanks to God. Not just go there after a whole list of things you want, but go and praise God for all that he's given you. But it's also important that those those praises come from your lips because other people need to hear you praising God. Other people need to see you, and they say, well, I know what they're going through, but they're still praising God. What's that all about? That's because that's what we're thankful for. No matter what we go through, he's with us. He's in us. He's our help. He's our strength. Continually giving thanks to his name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is going to be a little bit different. I want you just uh, for a few minutes here in silence. I just want you to praise God. I want you to thank him for Jesus, his son, who came and died on the cross. I want you to thank him that He was seeking you when you wasn't even looking for God. Thank Him for the peace that passes all understanding that that you have in every situation of life. Thank Him that you know where your home is and it's waiting for you. And you're assured of that promise to be with Him in heaven. Thank Him that He separates you from the world. That you no longer uh, live to please self, but you live to please Him. Praise Him that He give you a work to do, to be more and more and more like His Son of Jesus Christ. And don't get overwhelmed that you, can't, that you know that can't happen, but be dedicated to do all you can to strive to be more like Him. We can't be Him, but we can be more like Him in the way we talk to people, in our actions, in our attitude, in our love, as we fulfill the mission He has for us of edifying the saints and leading the lost to Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You. Father, I thank You for all that You've done for me. Father, I know what I was before I got saved, and I know what I am now. Father, sometimes I feel like very rarely am I pleasing to you, glorifying your name. Father, I want to be better. I want to be more like your son. I want to be separated from this world and and, and telling people about your son, Jesus, and the salvation that he offers. I want to look at all my problems, Father, and realize that they're just tiny compared to the power of Jesus Christ in me. That you're there, Father, to help us, to give us all that we need, the Holy Spirit, who prays when we don't know how to pray. The Son of God, who's making intercession for us, the comfort that we have. No matter what we go through, Father, you're with us, and you'll never leave us or forsake us. And we have an anchor, Father. We stand on the rock of Jesus Christ, but it can't be shaken. It can't be moved. and It'll never change. And so we hold on to the it, Father, knowing it's what the world needs. Father, we pray now for those who don't know Christ as their Savior. We pray, Father, those who are lost and don't understand. They have no hope, no joy. They have nothing to be thankful for, Father. If they can just see every one of their sins was paid for by Jesus on that cruel cross. And that you're standing there with the salvation in your hand, the free gift handed out to them, and all they have to do is take it and believe. And you will fill them with faith and understanding so that they know that they're safe to the othermost. Father, I pray for everyone here today. Whatever struggles they're going through, whatever problems, I pray for my wife's family and, Father, all the suffering they're going through. And in the midst of the suffering, Father, they can look up and know that you're with them and you'll never leave them nor forsake them. And all these families, the ones in UVA and the other ones we mentioned that passed away, they know the great hope they have is knowing that God is with them and God has prepared a place for those who believe in Him. Father, help us to reach out to that and hold on to that, Father, so that we can give you the praises of our lips constantly, praising you, thanking you for who you are and what you've done. Now, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name.